When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've risen as one. It's a standing ovation for a legend in Australian sailing. He was part of Australia 2 back in 1983. Just before we get to him, where were you on that day? I was in Leeton. I just started. I was working the Commonwealth Bank there, so I was in Leeton. I remember the day, the, the moment very vividly. And, you know, winning that was, was such a historic occasion that it's one of those events that you actually remember where you were. Yeah. And um, I could still, it's like, like it happened yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I was at Palm Beach Currumman. I was 15 years old. Uh, I went for a swimming session and we were, Australia too was a long way behind. And then when I got out of the pool, I just remember this kind of mayhem because we'd hit the front. We'd found a wind change. Paul Turner, world champion from 2004. Where were you in 1983? I was on the veranda of a house in Cooliwong having a few drinks and uh, we stayed up all night. Yeah, absolutely, and then had the next day off as well. So let's get to him, Grant Simmer, OAM, who was the navigator on board Australia 2. Standing ovation, round of applause for a legend of Australian sailing. Great to see you, mate. Good morning, thanks. Quite, uh, an, intro. Quite an intro there, yeah. Yeah, uh, man, it's like I'm meeting a hero. So can we spend a bit of time talking about that period? And there's been some incredible documentaries made as well. Yeah, there's a new Netflix show on at the moment. Well, not new, but, you know, it's been around for a few months. And, uh, for instance, my kids, who are now in their 30s, watch it and all their mates watch it. And, they, you know, it's all new to them. They weren't born when all that happened. So uh, it's great to see people being enthused by it. And this year is the 40th anniversary. So we're all going over to Perth to have a bit of a party in uh, September. 26th of September is the day. Yeah, how do we get an invite to that party? Uh, and there was so much drama because of Ben Lexon's design. Yeah, that's right. It was very controversial, the wing keel, the famous wing keel. But the whole boat was configured around that um, increased riding moment, you know, reverse taper on the keel, the wings. So Benny had done a really innovative design and the boat was particularly fast in light air, very fast. Tell us more about your role. So um, I was 26 back then and uh, I was really a dinghy sailor, mostly sailing dinghies and I met John Bertrand and he, and he, you know, we sort of got to know each other and he asked me, I was working as an engineer at Ranger Uranium in the Northern Territory, not sailing much and he rang me out of the blue and said, oh, I want you to come and join this crew and work on being kind of a modern navigator, changing things. And it was early days of computers on yachts, very basic computers. And um, so I took it, you know, jumped at it, basically. Went and lived in Perth and um, helped build the boat. Worked for Bondi at a brickworks. So we, I was working as an engineer at a brickworks for Bondi. And, uh, and then we went sailing, launched a boat, went sailing in Perth. Built Challenge 12 as well, which was a Victorian boat. And um, we had an option. We could pick... Challenge 12, or we could pick a straighter two, and we had to figure out what was the best. And it took us a while actually to determine that a straighter two was the best boat. And um, 
so we picked Australia too and and then when we got to Newport we started cleaning up all the other challenges you know and got stronger and stronger and we only just won the America's Cup just by the smallest of margins I can tell you yeah yeah and uh, I guess there's always like a villain in every story and I guess for us it was Dennis Connor and Liberty that beautiful red boat but you know what an amazing sailor he's been as well oh yeah yeah Dennis Dennis was a god in those days. He's a bit of a strange dude, very strange dude, but but um, he was by far the best. And, um, you know, we were a lot quicker, really, than Liberty. We should have been able to beat him 4-0. But, well, you know, we had a couple of breakages. In two races, we had breakages. And that that was kind of the philosophy that Benny had. Everything was done on the edge. Everything was light. And we didn't have a team of designers like we have in the modern America's Cup. We had Benny, you know. So a couple of things broke and that cost us two races and we were backs of the wall, really. Really backs of the wall. And and in the introduction, I was correct, wasn't I? So you went wide on the course. Tell us more about... No, no, no. It was the second last leg, right? So you had to do a triangle in those days and then a windward loo and then a beat to the finish. And it was the second last leg, the run... And we, the Americans jived off and we stayed, we stayed with the starboard pole a bit longer in, in a shift, actually. And then the breeze shifted back and we jived on the shift and, and we were faster than them and bang, we were ahead of them, you know. And then it was all on on the beat to the finish. But, yeah, we were just quick downwind and we got the shifts right and that was a race. You know, yeah. they were about 40 seconds ahead at the top mark, which should have been enough for them. But they screwed it up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you, it's so good to hear these stories, isn't it? Uh, are there some unsung heroes on board? Oh, throughout the whole team. You know, everyone talks about Benny, but we had a sail designer, Tom Schnackenberg. Um, he, he was, our sails were by far the best sails in Newport. And so that was part of the package. You've got to have good sails, got to have a good boat, you know. And, um, and just guys in the crew like Colin Beachel, the main chief trimmer. You know, went on to get a bronze medal in the Olympics, steered um, Australia 4 in, in Fremantle, uh, won a couple of actual worlds. You know, Cole was solid. And Hugh Trahan, the tactician, bloody good. And, of course, Bertrand, you know. Bertrand was really good, really good technically to push the development of the boat a lot. Um, didn't get on all that well with Benny. The two of them weren't quite, <laughs> quite the same characters, you know. They're, they were kind of mates, but not, you know, at other times they were at each other. Yeah, we, we just, you know, just a bloody good group of guys on the boat. Yeah. Apart from, you know, family, obviously the greatest moment of your life? Well, it certainly changed my life. You know, you have a few things happen in your life that really change the direction where you go, and that changed my life dramatically. You've been involved with the America's Cup ever since, uh, yes, with, with other nations? Yeah, that's right. I, I've, um, I think I've got the record for the most America's Cups. So I've done 11 of them. And, uh, you know, and, they, and they're only every four years, so you can think that's quite a long career, you know. Um, but, yeah, Alinghi, the Swiss team, I signed... Uh, there was a guy, Ernesto Bertarelli, um, very wealthy guy in Switzerland, started Alinghi, hired all the gun Kiwis... And then they hired me to run the design program and we had a really good group of designers and we did some nice boats. And um, 
and we won the cup back off the Kiwis in 2003, which was a bit controversial because we had, you know, Russell Coote steering the boat and Brad Butterworth as the tactician. So we weren't very liked in New Zealand, you can imagine, but uh, that was a great cup as well and a really good team. You must be so proud of some of the young Aussie sailors coming through, including the young man from this club, Tom Slingsby. Oh, yeah, went to his wedding the other night. Slingers, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he's an unbelievable talent. You know, you, sometimes you see a sportsman with really good natural talent, and he just, he's uncanny, you know. So I occasionally get the sale of him, even though he's a massively different generation from me. But he's really talented. All started in the laser, where I think he was a five-time world champion and then Olympic champion. Well, you know, we're here looking at the junior program here, guys learning to sail right from the beginning. And I was thinking, shit, there could be some young Singsby's right in this group, right here, yeah. yeah. Well, we've, we've taken up enough of your time. Gary, would you like the honour of asking one more question? So we spoke about what happened on the water. After you won, uh, after you won the America's Cup, tell us what happens when, when you get back on land. What, what, what was it like then? What was that night like and um, the couple of days following? So th those races, you know, it's not like today America's Cup race takes 25 minutes. It's all designed around TV. Those races, the time limit was five hours. So it was a long process, you know. People could watch it, have a nap. It's like watching cricket, really, you know. So you could have a nap and get up and it's still happening, you know. But... So it was late. We got back to the dock. It was dark. You would have seen the footage, yep. and it was pandemonium in the in the dock. So we, you know, we finally get the boat into the dock, and it's just carnage. People everywhere, um, and that's when Bondi. We lifted the boat without the skirts on for the first time, so better people could see the keel. And then we went down to the press conference as a team, and the whole team was 33 people. So these days, the America's Cup teams are about 130, 150 people. Um, but we all went down to the press conference and it was, it was like a mob scene going down the street in the middle of Newport, Rhode Island. There were people pretty cranky because the Cup had been in Newport for 130 years. They weren't that happy about us taking it away. And then we literally went back to the crew house and just had a party just with us and our wives and girlfriends and, uh, yeah... Yeah, it was not, we weren't out, it wasn't all celebrating in the town, we were back in the crew house that night. One thing that was interesting, I was thinking about it, now everyone's on social media, you know, you can't, like Slingers is a big on the social media thing as well, but, but um, in those days, the manager of the team, a guy called Warren Jones, who was one of Bondi's directors, he wouldn't even allow us to have newspapers in the crew house. So we lived in this kind of, all we thought about was going sailing, how we can do stuff better. You know, we weren't, we weren't caring what anybody thought or said about us. You know, we're completely isolated. Kind of nice. Yeah. It won't happen again like that. But yeah. I tell you, such a pleasure spending some time with you. Uh, another round of applause. Grant Simmer, OAM, sailing legend. Good luck today in the regatta. And... Um, uh, just an honour because when you think of Australian sporting moments, Australia 2 winning in 1983 is on the podium every day of the week. Would you agree? Oh, certainly is. It, you know what, it was one of those events and I keep thinking, thinking about it since then is that 
for after 130 years. I reckon it actually took a lot of lustre off the America's Cup after that event because I just think it was always that it was considered to be the unachievable taking the America's Cup off America. Once it happened, everyone's sort of gone, oh, well, yeah, okay, that's happened. What are we going to move on to next? It was, yeah, to me, it was just one of those things. Yeah, I did for a little because I don't know if you remember in Perth, the event in yeah. Perth was pretty big, yep. you know, there were yep. a lot of teams there. That was the most challenges we've ever had. Um, but you know, the sport of sailing competes with every other sport for the for TV eyes, you know, for spectators. And we struggled. We struggled to get the numbers to really get big sponsorship. You know, we so we're a smaller sport if you yep. look at our profile. And we've had and we've had us involved with the sport of sailing. Love it and still love it. And and it's one of those sports you can do all your life from the kids going out training here to an old bowman on a natural, you know. <laughs> and you can race a world champion uh, despite where you are in the fleet. You've got that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, real mixture. And there was some pretty tricky sailing here at Gosford, hey? There was some, some, there was a guy yesterday won a race had never won a race before and he wins a race at the state championship. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. fantastic. Great to see you. Grant Simmer, OAM.